0: Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. For years, California has been dogged by low statewide reading scores. Some advocates have called for the state to adopt a so-called structured literacy curriculum that includes phonics and follows the scientific research on reading. But advocates for multilingual learners have raised concerns that the approach could come at the expense of other important skills that research shows English learners need. EdSource reporter and Education Beat host Zadie Stavely visited a school in California's Central Valley that's had an uncommonly high degree of success with teaching English learners how to read. Frank Sparks Elementary in Winton, about 10 miles from Merced. We're coming up from all angles. We are doing critical thinking. We're doing oral language development. We're pushing multiple things, because if you only do one thing, you're not going to be successful. Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stately.
1: At Frank Sparks Elementary, words fly everywhere. The walls of the classrooms are lined with essays, book reports, and poems, and the classrooms are alive with the sound of students participating. Of dogs, no, you are no, I said Surrounded by almond groves, Frank Sparks Elementary serves mostly low-income Latino students. And more than half are English learners. That's not unlike many schools in California. But Frank Sparks stands apart from other schools. 54% of English learners at this school are reading and writing at grade level by third grade, according to their scores on the state's standardized test, Smarter Balanced. That's more than four times the average in California. Only 12.5% of English learners in third grade statewide met or exceeded the standard in English language arts in 2022.
0: Our expectation at this school is to read one grade level and above. So by the end of kindergarten, the kids should be reading at the end of first grade. By the end of first grade, they should be reading at a, at least at second grade or above. This is Ka
1: Vang. She's the principal at Frank Sparks, and she says her own experience as an English learner informs how she leads the school. She was born in Laos and grew up in Stockton. Her parents were refugees who spoke Hmong at home. She remembers struggling
0: to learn English. I remember there were lots of uh, vocabulary development. I remember my teacher showing me lots of flashcards of like just items like apple, pear, uh, truck and so forth.
1: When Mrs. Vang began teaching first grade in Winton more than 30 years ago, she
0: noticed her students struggled to read. The kids came to me, and they didn't know a lot of letters or sounds and so forth. Um, and I noticed that when I took the kids to the library, they, they would only check out um, picture books because they couldn't read.
1: So she learned everything she could about teaching kids to read. She became a literacy coach.
0: Now as a principal, I'm thinking, hey, reading is very important. Let's go ahead
1: and push reading really hard. As a principal, Mrs. Vang set a goal for the school's students to read 50,000 books a year. They can win prizes throughout the year for reading, and the student who reads the most books in each grade wins a bicycle. She also examines data every quarter to see how many skills students have mastered, and she discusses with teachers how to help those students who are behind. Mrs. Vang's vision is based on her own perspective growing up as an English learner and knowing what students learning
0: English need so i'm looking at from that perspective of ensuring that there's lots of vocabulary development a lot of modeling so it's kind of like i do it we do it and now you do it and just giving kids a lot of practice um vocabulary development And also in terms of the writing, I always encourage teachers to uh, ensure that they have like sentence frames for kids to see and for kids to say and for kids to just get a lot of practice. This
1: is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, how one school gets English learners reading by third grade. Before I go deeper into Frank Sparks' literacy strategy, I should say I don't think this is a one size fits all. Frank Sparks is a school in a small rural district. The vast majority of English learners here start school in kindergarten. Other schools in large urban districts, or that enroll new students recently arrived from other countries every year in every grade, face other challenges. And dual-immersion schools, where kids are learning to read in two languages, sometimes take longer for kids to become proficient in English. But considering the great results at Frank Sparks, there are things we can learn from their approach. And they're putting into practice a lot of what research shows is important for English learners. So how about a tour? First, let's go to kindergarten. Today
0: is? Monday. Monday. Monday.
2: March. March. 27th. 27th.
1: In Jennifer Persley's class, students are going over the day of the week and the color of the week.
2: Um, how many syllables in the word yellow? Let's clap it out. Yellow. Two.
1: Two, Two. Two syllables.
2: Ah. Uh, raise your hand if you're sitting on a yellow star.
1: Ms. Persley is all about words, syllables, rhyming. All
2: right. We've got? Cat. Choose uh, a rhyme. No. Yes. 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 I heard a no. Let's talk about why, how we know, words rhyme. How do and we the sounds how the letters make. And we're going to be practicing with I today. So when we're practicing our regular I, we normally hear what sound? I, 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 I. But when that bossy E shows up, what does he tell the I? I? Say your name. Say your name. Say your name. You better say your name. And so the I says, OK, OK. okay. In this word, my name is I. I. And then what does the E do? Say nothing. He says nothing.
1: Ms. Pursley then shows them some cards with different words that have I in the middle and E at the end. She's working on vocabulary at the same time as explaining how an E at the end of a word can make a vowel say something different.
2: This is money, and it's called a dime. Dime. Can you say dime? Dime.
1: And then she has them sound each letter in the word out.
2: Uh, D-I-M-Dime.
1: Dime. This kind of explicit teaching of what sounds letters make is crucial for all kids to learn how to read. And some say not enough of this is happening in many schools in California. But this isn't the only focus of Frank Spark's literacy program.
0: Remember Principal Vang? I believe in teaching the foundation skills but at the same time we're just not just focusing on that we're, we're coming in from all angles we're in multiple fronts we are you know doing critical thinking uh, we're doing oral language development uh, we ensure that the kids get to write a lot we write a lot at the school like in fifth grade they had to f- be able to write a five-paragraph essay and so forth. So, I mean, we're not only pushing uh, language and so forth, but we're we're pushing multiple things because if you only do one thing, you're not going to be successful.
1: One of the main differences between teaching children who already know English to read and teaching children who haven't yet mastered English to read is that English learners need to learn to speak the language in order to understand what they're reading. So they need oral language development that specific instruction to understand how to speak and understand English and develop their vocabulary. And they need lots of practice speaking and listening. In a third grade class, Patty Lopez is reading a text aloud about how plastic straws end up in the ocean and even in the nostrils of sea turtles.
3: So the next time you offer, you're offer offered a plastic straw with a drink, picture that straw ending up in the nostrils or belly of a sea animal. Then ask yourself to sip or not to sip. Hopefully you'll choose to skip the straw.
1: The students discuss.
3: I'm skipping it. I'm it. I don't what I really it. It's like about I just All right, so did you hear how, what Aaron Duarte just said? He said that probably the turtle that had the straw stuck in his nostril felt just like he did when he had COVID tests done to him and his yeah. It did not feel good,
1: right? This sound of no. students talking that? with did each other, so sharing their ideas, is crucial for any class teaching English language learners. Later, the students discuss a book they're reading and what a character is feeling.
0: I think he's mad about the fact that he's still
3: scared of the dog. Yep,
0: exactly.
1: Lopez says she makes sure students feel comfortable speaking, inside and outside class.
3: You know, we make them feel comfortable by letting them share, and then they want to know about us, and they'll ask us questions, and so they get a lot of practice like that as well.
1: One student asks Lopez what the words vicious and cruel mean.
3: I with so the paper means like really super mean.
1: Another third grade teacher, Asela Middleton, says it's important to pay attention to whether kids are understanding the words used in class or in reading.
3: If I know there is a word that they might not know, then we stop, we discuss, we give examples, and it's important that they feel comfortable. Then nobody's going to laugh, nobody's going to make fun of them, you know, and I think that as part of it because I make them read it aloud, and then we read a lot, and, then, you know, we take participation, we do choral reading and a lot of discussion.
2: How many of you have had... Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies. I have both of them. Oh, you guys are cookie monsters, I tell you. <laughs> All right, so tell me about the differences between Chips Ahoy.
1: Patricia Espinola is breaking Oreos. down how to write an opinion piece with her third grade class. She asks students to share why they prefer Oreos or Chips Ahoy cookies.
4: Well, the um, Oreos have like full like um, like sandwich chocolate.
1: Okay. What else is different
2: between the two, outs?
4: Chips Ahoy um, isn't like a chocolate kind of flavor. It just has chocolate dots. Instead of like Oreo, like it's like its crust around it
2: is um, like chocolate.
1: Ms. Okay. <laughs> Espinola says she strives to instill a joy of reading in her students. And the other day I was reading Charlie and the Chocolate
2: Factory and I'll say, oh, You guys smell that? can you you smell the chocolate I can smell it I can smell it they say you know and it's like silly things like that and they just love it they just devour it and then they try to find books um, by that same author or you know something along that line
1: and when she teaches them writing and then I think going along
2: with that is writing as well because when we teach writing it's I always tell them there is no right or wrong answer this is you being creative you paint a picture for me to envision in my head when you do your writing And I want you to be as descriptive as you possibly can. I want to, and I always tell them, I want to see it in my head like I'm watching
1: TV. In every class I visit at Frank Sparks, students are writing in addition to reading. Researchers told me writing is especially important for English learners for two reasons. One, learning to write helps all students learn to read. For example, spelling helps you learn to read words, and writing about what you read helps you understand more deeply. And two, English learners often lag in writing, even when they're reading and speaking at the same level as their peers. In Sandra Morales's first grade classroom, students are writing sentences about how they want to spend their piggy bank money. One student asks how to spell scented markers, and aid helps her figure it out.
0: Okay, what other letter makes this sound, but it's not an S? So I will put this one Uh on... um,
1: On the wall, Ms. Morales has posted lists of words students can use to begin sentences or ask questions. While the rest of the class works on writing sentences, Ms. Morales listens to one student read sentences aloud.
4: A frog's life. How does a frog begin its life? It begins as a very small A. In about 10 days, a tadpole hatches. A tadpole- Morales
1: says she gives students individual or small group attention based on their level of English proficiency. So depending on their level, we push them that,
4: that much. If they need to slow down, then we slow them down because we want them to form great sentences. And this is where I go and work individually with the ones that need to you know, work on their writing skills, read the, their sentences.
1: Research also shows that students have an easier time learning to read in their home language that they already know. But although California is pushing to expand bilingual education, most students in the state learn to read in English. Even when teaching is only in English, researchers say it's important for teachers to make connections between the students' home language and English. Morales, like many other teachers at Frank Sparks, grew up speaking Spanish. She doesn't teach in Spanish, but she does make sure her students know she's bilingual and that she values bilingualism. If I get a Spanish speaker, which I've
4: had, come just directly from Mexico. First day I explained to them, I speak both languages. If you ever need anything, you could tell me. Mm -hmm. And I do let them know, I know what it feels like because I was you. Mm -hmm. At one point my brother called me and I don't speak English to him, it's pure Spanish. I answered his call and I said, look, you're on speaker, my students are here. After I hung up, I said, What did I how did I speak Spanish? I go, you know why? Because it's important in my family to communicate with my family, with my family members more than anything. And I explained to them it was a way of communicating with my grandmother. My family that's not here, that does not speak English. Because to me, that's my number one. But plus, you could get a job a lot easier and maybe pays more because you are bilingual in any
1: other language that you learn. Third grade teacher Patty Lopez says things have changed a lot for the better since she was a kid. She remembers being kept in from recess in second grade to practice pronouncing words in English.
3: So I would have to sit there and like go through every single sound. And I just think when I taught second grade, I was like, why would my second grade teacher, why would she keep me in to do that? That's just so crazy. I would never do that. I guess we've shifted from all that.
1: Patricia Espinola doesn't speak Spanish fluently, but that hasn't kept her from making the similarities and differences between the languages clear for the English learners in her class, like one girl who had recently arrived from Mexico.
2: She had a lot of the skills in the Spanish language, so it was just transferring that over, Um, pointing out the differences. I know in Spanish, like for the vowels, there's only one sound, whereas, of course, in English, there's more than one. Um, We worked on the exceptions to the rules and that kind of thing, so a lot of grammar went into it as well. And I communicated the best I could with my high school Spanish, which is not very good, and she would laugh, and then she would communicate with me, and I would have her repeat after me and use English, and we would laugh together, and she became more comfortable, I believe. And she was more eager to speak after that and communicate, And it was funny because by the end of the year, she was little chatty Kathy. She did not stop talking. She was talking all the time. And I was very, very proud of that.
1: There's one other thing that makes Frank Sparks stand out from other schools. Teachers don't leave. Nationwide, nearly half of all new teachers leave the profession in the first five years. But not at Frank Sparks or its home district, Winton. Here's Superintendent Randall Heller.
4: We have little or no teacher turnover here. Some of our teachers that we've hired are actually our former students whose parents still live in the community. We, we like to promote from within. We like to grow our own teachers here. So all of our principals were used to be teachers here. I was a teacher here. All of our assistant principals were the same. Rarely do we get somebody from the outside. So we grow our own, and we're very happy with what we grow.
1: I asked him, how does the district keep teachers? He says they pay well, and they have well-stocked supplies, so the teachers don't have to pay out of their own pocket. But there might be something more to it, too. When Asela Middleton first started teaching in Winton, she thought she would stay a couple years and then go back to Merced. But now, she says she doesn't plan on leaving ever. Patty Lopez has been teaching at Frank Sparks for 25 years. Her husband grew up in Winton and also teaches in the district. And their kids attended school here, too.
3: I live nearby, Um, (laughs) my husband teaches in this district and he went to school here so he wanted to come back so I came with them, and then my kids came through school here and I just, I guess I saw it was like a small community. Um, We get along and so we see each other grow, it's almost like a family I guess. I mean it's more than a team, I know the superintendent is always saying one team one went but I think it's more like a family, like our school is a family.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. You can find my story at edsource.org, and you can also find an interview there with Tim Shanahan, who co edited a national report on the research on teaching reading to students who are learning English as a second language in 2006. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to Ka Vang, Jennifer Persley, Sandra Morales, Patty Lopez, Patricia Espinola, Asela Middleton, Randall Heller, and the kindergartners, first graders, and third graders who hosted me at Frank Sparks Elementary. Our CEO is Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by Sabrato Philanthropies. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join us next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.